You are listening to Original Remake. This is a podcast where we discuss and compare original film and its remake. Or sometimes films with similar concepts, because just like Hollywood, we are that unoriginal. So this being a movie podcast, uh, yeah, let's get to it. So welcome to the remake episode of Original Remake, because uh, Peter and myself, I'm, I'm Michael, I'm the, I'm the one who's not on Podstalgic, which which Peter will make very clear as we get into the episode about three or four or five times. Uh, this is the back half of the show that normally we would give you in one episode, but now you're welcome. We're giving you in two. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I don't know if I should say you're welcome for uh, the one that we're doing today because we were checking out our last episode, the Karate Kid, the original Obviously, what follows is we're doing the remake. It's the the only remake. Remake. There are sequels, and uh, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. And there's also a reboot, also later. But this is the 2010 version, which is starring Jackie Chan and Jaden Smith as our uh, mentor and mentee, uh, our our student and teacher relationship in the uh, the art of karate. Except, Peter, this was in a different location which uh, I kind of made fun of Daniel last time around for, you know, bitching about being in sunny California with Elizabeth Shue. This time we have an American kid going to China, which is a little bit more of a culture shock. I mean, you can't speak the language for one. So I understand the grumbling from Will Smith's little brat. Just a little bit more here. (laughs) Oh, right out the gate. Uh, uh, Well, what a way to introduce a character here. The, the, the little brat lead, um, the, the spawn of one Will Smith. The character's name is Dre Parker. Yes. But henceforth, little brat. Is okay. What we're All right. So, so let, let's get into this one. Um, it would be a weird episode for someone to tune in for the first time. Uh, this one, the, the remake. But, you know, th- there are people that do genuinely like this movie. This movie do you is. Do they lean younger? Do you think it's because I mean there's a, a pretty big time jump from eighty four to two thousand ten. So it could be a totally different generation that came to this first. It could. I, my, my kids liked it, you know, ten years ago when the when this movie came out. Um we're looking at when when did this one come out? Oh gosh, we're we we, we just missed the tenth anniversary. So yeah, it's very close to just being yeah, ten years old here. Last yeah, yeah. month. So uh my kids liked it and but they were they were that age. They were eight and ten. You know, but I do um know at least one person shout out to Rin you know she genuinely you know loves it well I don't know if she loves but she does like this movie she's an uh, apologist for it for sure um <laughs> I feel bad that you know, I didn't reach out to like maybe see if she wanted to come on because she has said that she would come on to defend this movie but inside baseball here we're actually recording all of these episodes way in advance too so that that wouldn't have been very easy to coordinate but um you know upon this rewatch I think I feel there's probably a lot more to like than I dislike. But the things that I dislike are pretty big things, too. All right, let's get those out of the way first. Let's let's go negative first, and then we'll work our way to positive. Because kind of in the last episode, uh, where I don't have much experience with this franchise, uh, I've seen this exactly twice. Once for our you know, technical difficulty, abandoned uh, original remake episode, uh, and now again for this one. Okay. And I'll just I'll lead with a basic complaint. It's really not that interesting. We can't really fill too much podcast time with it. It's two hours and twenty minutes long. Yeah. It's it's a long, long movie for a family film aimed at 
children uh, about this, you know, little brat Smith and his attempt <laughs> little brat, drink. to learn how to fight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that That's probably my chief complaint, though. I actually don't have a ton. I'm not a huge fan of this movie, but I also like, so when you're talking about <laughs> the very end of our last episode, that a lot of people really dislike this, I was actually kind of taken aback. So maybe you can just kind of fill me in on why the, uh, I guess the fandom uh, doesn't really dig the remake that much. Well, I mean, a few of the bullet points I feel that most people can agree on that they dislike about this movie. Number one, calling it the Karate Kid when it's actually Kung Fu. Number two, I guess some people just don't like Jaden Smith. And these aren't in like a specific order, obviously. Uh, number three, the, the, the character of Dre Parker is 12 years old. Versus, little, yeah, little kid, very young versus a 16 year old Daniel, where you watch the, the date between Daniel and Allie and it's like, okay, I, I get that. And then you watch this Dance Dance Revolution off. Okay. <laughs> Is that how Dance Dance Revolution works, by the way? I don't know. I'm too old. <laughs> it looked very freestyle, and I thought I thought you had to follow a pattern, but it You're looked supposed like you should... to. Yeah. Yeah. But 12 years old, and the way he watches Mei Ying dance, you know, and, and sexualizing her in, in the movie was really weird. It's funny that, and that's one thing we should probably tell our listeners the uh, the old school ones that have been with us for almost 100 episodes this version of the the format of the show we're going to do a little bit more direct comparison with the in the in the remake episode and i'm glad you brought that up because i love the the date date night sequence as awkward as it is with elizabeth shoe and the original one more awkward for different reasons here that you alluded to uh actually like daniel in the original karate kid doesn't ever have like I don't think he ever has as leering and like pervy of a case as what little Dre does here. Right. With this child dancing. Like, I don't know. Like, uh, why not just make it more cute? Like, it's just like your first crush. I, I don't understand why they go the direction they do with, uh, with the, this, this romance. It's all, it feels like it was written older. And then Will Smith got his hands on the property and was like, well, my kid's only 12 or whatever it was at the time that they were filming this. So we got to like make the characters that young, but they feel like they were written to be teenagers at times. The The movie itself is very much beat by beat, you know, from the original Karate Kid and some of the lines are ripped right out of that movie as well. You know, one, one of which like, you know, there's no such thing as a, a bad teacher only, or no, no, no such thing as a bad student, only a bad teacher straight from the original movie as well. Just, just a lot of things where we're taking straight out of the movie, No Mercy, uh, all of that. I think they were really trying to do, honestly, a like a tribute to to the original one. Um, they tried to make it its own, and they gave it some new spins. But the, one of the other biggest differences, Daniel was very much just a new kid in town. There's a bit of a, a classist, classism, classes. He comes from definitely working class to. To, to poor uh, and seems like the kids he's going to school with, especially Elizabeth Shue's family uh, appear to be very well off. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's a literal like sort of which side of the tracks type uh, question about where he lives in the city. And you can tell the judgment in that, that scene uh, when they, they realize where he lives and sort of what economic class he comes from. Yeah. And then with this one, and unfortunately it is true to life as well, but this one is, it's more of because, Dre is not only American, but he is African-American. 
to Mei Ying wanting to touch his hair, and then that doesn't age well. That's, no, uh, the I mean, uh, it, the bullies, you know, stay away from us. You, you know, yes, like us yeah. Chinese people, basically, is what I took from that. Yeah, um, and I mean, I'm. I don't want to say I'm fine with the the racism, but I'm fine with them acknowledging like a position that a young black kid would probably be in that. Like, I mean, you, you pointed out even more so than a white American, there's already going to be a, a difference in culture and uh, the foreign sort of language dynamic as far as not being able to understand one another. But uh, yeah, the, the touching the hair thing, um, I think they play that as kind of cute in this or like kind of flirty and it, it kind of sits awkwardly now in 2020. Uh, I, you know, my biggest disappointment maybe with the movie is that I feel they kind of waste Taraji P. Henson as yeah. the, uh, the mom here. And I, I mean, she's obviously a much bigger star now than she was in 2010, but I, I mean, maybe that goes to what you're saying where they kind of beat by beat, try to play it. Uh, you know, the mom is not that central of a role in the original film, but when you have someone that's Taraji P. Henson in that part, I guess my expectation is like, oh, they're going to beef up that part a little bit more. And other than her reaching out to this version of uh, you know Mr. Miyagi, which is Mr. Han, played by Jackie Chan, there's really not a lot of uh, Taraji in this. No, there isn't. And w- what they do beef up is the Meijing character. You know, like we we get a lot of Elizabeth Shue as Ali, um, but with Meijing, like they they give us a lot of her, you know, to her playing in uh, orchestra and her pressures from her parents and and all of these things. So they, they definitely give us more of that. But even if, you know, if it's geared towards like 12 year olds and stuff like that, is that something that they even even care about? Do, do you think that maybe <laughs> they beefed up these characters and gave them such more dimensions because they know that, you know, it is a family that's going to be watching this? I mean, I think the runtime from one is a big ask for if your parents and you have, uh, you know, very young ones watching this. Uh, two hours and 20 minutes is very long. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I think that that's something where as much as I'm like I made fun of him within the first 30 seconds of this this episode. I do think Jane Smith probably had appeal to kids. I, I felt like they probably thought that he was a cool character. He was like a cool kid that they would aspire to be. I think that's very different from Daniel LaRusso. I don't know. You can speak to that. I don't know if fans from way back in the day ever thought like, yeah, I'd like to be that guy. I think they saw Daniel LaRusso as like a true underdog in yeah. every sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I, other than the uh, this kid going to China, I, I don't get the impression that Dre Parker here was an underdog or was bullied or was like the nerdy kid in Detroit. Like – Maybe that contributes to his anger, but I'm guessing he probably was pretty popular. At least he, he seems to carry himself like he was. It seems that way, you know, as he was leaving for sure. And yeah, th- this one is is more not necessarily because he is a new kid in town. He just doesn't quite fit in, uh, which I mean, I, I feel like those things can go hand in hand. But y- you're right. You know, Daniel, the, the way Ralph Macchio played him, uh, we mentioned it in that previous episode. You know, you never see saw any confidence. Dre Parker, you know, he, he gets a little bit more of that as he continues to fight, but the style is so much different too, and the choreography has changed so much in thirty five plus years. Um, it looks insane. Some of the, the some of the moves and the fight sequences, um, you know, you're you're looking for like where the wires were 
<laughs> to get those kids in the air. Especially that tournament scene. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the, that's what you get when when you have a, a Jackie Chan. You know, that's in the movie. You're you're looking for these really extravagant fight sequences and stuff. You know, where, you know, I, I don't know if it works as well with um, Mr. Han beating uh, beating up a bunch of like. 10 to 12 year olds mm, you know maybe they're different <laughs> well again you know a shout out to those that have been listening to us almost you know for what six years now you don't like children in movies so no. so you love that scene now I it's did. a little a little bit different when you take the original movie where you you know um miss uh, mr miyagi is shorter than the teenagers that he has taken on you know and, and, and they outnumber him physically probably more imposing than him at that point. Absolutely. Like, you know, they're strong. You know, yeah. They're, they're big, you know, they're the bullies of the school. Uh, it might have played a little different if they all look like Daniel. <laughs> if sure. He comes in and throws them around. But <laughs> yeah, yes, you're right. It certainly plays different when Jackie Chan is throwing around 10, 11, 12 year olds. Uh, <laughs> I didn't question the reality of it because this was like, this should happen in almost any movie with, with children. Um, but I thought you would give me some credit that I actually was not coming out hating this movie so much since it, is focused on a 12 year old character. Right. Like it's actually impressive that I kind of stuck with it. I think for as long as I did and only had a few changes. And some of that credit goes to um, actually really like Jackie Chan here, uh, because I think that coming into a remake, he probably has the most difficult uh, part to play. Cause I think Mr. Miyagi is such an iconic cinema character mm -hmm. that it's almost thankless to come in and be like, Oh, you're going to play. He's not playing Mr. Miyagi. But he's basically he's stepping into that role, that 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 specific like teacher role that we're gonna get in the remake here, and uh, I can see that being kind of a thankless task because you're gonna be compared to something that I think for the most part is deemed as like oh that was played perfectly the first go around, and that's something I want to mention to listeners if they're following along with us in a new format. I think we didn't really talk a whole lot about Mr. Miyagi, but I think that's because we have a film coming up later in the month that is pretty much directly about his backstory and his dynamic. And I kind of wanted to, I was withholding some of my comments on, okay. on that for that, that episode. So you'll get more, more of that. I, I promise. Uh, but what did you think about Jackie Chan? Cause I think they, I think they play it more somber than humorous. I think he's played as more of a, a grouch. Whereas Mr. Miyagi to me in the first film, he's kind of bemused by some of the complaining from Daniel. And there's almost like a, uh, kind of like jokey kind of rapport he has uh, by <laughs> making this kid do all of these chores and wax the car that he, he just seems like in his head that he's kind of like smirking and laughing. Whereas Jackie Chan seems far more, you know, there's, there's a darkness to him that they reveal uh, in one sequence here. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, um, it, it's, it's, is what you said. I, uh, with, with it's not just the darkness of beating up children. Either. No, <laughs> just... no, it's not. <laughs> the, Taking the character of Dre Parker under your wings, um, because, you know, I grew up watching The Karate Kid, I, I knew it was coming, but the way they approach it, I don't think it was as effective as, like, the huge reveal with, you know, Miyagi and Daniel, where Daniel goes off on him. It's like, you know, you promised me you were going to train me. All I've been doing is cleaning your house and, you know, doing this and that. And then we get that reveal with this one. I don't know. It's I don't know if it's the way Jackie Chan plays it. I don't know if how, how that scene was written, but him telling Dre to pick up his jacket, put it away, put it on, that I felt was a little bit. It was a little bit more annoying to to hear him go through that. Whereas, so you're on Dre's side. You're like, this is 
pissing me off this yeah because that i don't know that that's he he took it as teaching him a lesson with his mom for leaving his coat on the floor mm-hmm. so so i kind of get that but with miyagi yeah you're you as the viewer you're questioning well this isn't karate this, this is just house chores like i don't get it these, these are weird methods and i think most people weren't really picking up on that but now you know everyone's so privy to martial arts and, and things of like this when you see like the jacket thing you're like okay well i don't know it, it, it's not the same as your wax on wax off and paint the fence and and, and all that See, actually, I mean, I don't prefer it, but I like that they didn't do the same thing. I do like that they tried to find something something else. And if you're a fan of the original, you you make the connection like, okay, this is going to come back around. Uh, I'm also a defender of Taraji P. Henson, how she's treated in her home by her little brat kid. So I'm, <laughs> I'm definitely going to fall on the side of like, you know, it feels more – it feels more like a reprimand than like, at least with Mr. Miyagi, when Daniel's thinking, and as you're saying, the audience, what's this got to do with anything? Um, you know, it, it feels like, okay, you're doing, at least you're doing some physical labor. Hey, maybe you're just getting yourself stronger in shape because you're a scrawny little kid. Whereas just picking up the jacket and putting it on the rack doesn't feel like you're really, you know, lifting or stretching uh, that much. So there's that element. I mean, it's if you've got to go with one, you go with the original. But the remake, I'll give them credit for just trying to find a different path to doing the same thing. Yeah, I, I, I do get that. And you have to... Oh, man, I don't want to tell people how they should feel about certain things. But credit to them <laughs> for trying to do something different. But that, that one thing just wasn't it. Um, because it, it does take away from the realization of the character of Dre... I, I think Daniel plays it uh, a little bit better, you know, when he realizes, holy shit, you know, he has been training me this whole time, walks away and, and you know, continues to kind of um, uh, demonstrate those motions that he was just doing. Shout out to Steve Carell in Crazy Stupid Love. Absolutely. You just miyakied me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love that scene. It's, Love it. it's a great scene. Um, yeah, Trey Parker, man. Yeah. So, so you hate this movie. <laughs> so like when you watch it with your kids, uh, yeah, I'm assuming at that point, you know, around 2010, you're a fan of the original. I bet your kids were enjoying it. So, I mean, was that was that you like were you encouraged at least by seeing like that it affected younger generations as it should? Like, is it one of those things where you're like, this is just not for me. This was not aimed at me. So I need to step back from it. And this is, you know, let the, the new kids have their their version of the Karate Kid, which uh, when you mentioned Kung Fu, uh, it was titled The Kung Fu Dream in China. So it didn't even have the Karate Kid moniker over there. Right. Um, you know, a little bit of both, actually. I, when I first watched it, and this we're talking about 2010, four years before I would become a podcaster. So I, I accepted it. I was like, hey, you know what? This isn't that bad. You know, so I, I didn't have the... You know the, the the criticisms that I do now. Watching it critically, you know, um, I I like the music, you know, that was in there. That they were very current at the time. Um, I thought Dre Parker, or I'm sorry, Jaden Smith. I thought I thought he was fine as Dre Parker. I was trying to give it a fair watch, and 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 I did like it overall. But now having revisited with the podcast hat on. I'm like, wait, but he's a 12-year-old, you know, and so, so <laughs> these were things that I wasn't really looking at before, you know, before listening to the podcast. And, you know, now I feel that um, people are a little bit more trained on on picking some of these things up, you know, whereas well, be- back in the day, I feel we just used to watch it, you know, kind of forgive things. I mean, I, I would, it would be a very strange father 
son, father, daughter dynamic if a grown man's taking his kids to see an updated version of The Karate Kid and then you come out and do 30, 40 minute discussion <laughs> on the film. Like, right? yeah. Because if, if you're going to go into a, a uh, you know, we're going to do a half hour straight on this movie, inevitably you're going to come up with stuff and that's, I don't want to say it's nitpicky, but it's in that, that ballpark of like, well, I like this, but I didn't like that. Uh, as opposed to, that was a good, you know, two hours and 20 minutes of the movie. Like, you know, that that sort of thing. I think... This sounds negative. I think it's like passable entertainment, like for for what it was aimed for. And this was a, I think this was a box office hit, was it not? Uh, let's take uh, a look. Uh, yeah, worldwide did three hundred fifty eight million wow, on yeah. a forty million dollar budget. So yeah, That's this right. was a, this was a hit. Uh, actually, the the shocking part of it for me is that this didn't spawn a second series. I think is is strange because when you cast Jaden Smith as young as you did. You know, he's when it comes time to sequels, he's going to age into the actual sort of original uh, archetype, I guess, of the Karate Kid. He's gonna he's gonna get into the teenage years and maybe. What well, I'm trying not to be mean, Peter. <laughs> so let's say maybe this is ten years <laughs> later, so he would be 22 at this point. <laughs> I, I don't think that, that that would work, but yeah, I mean, you used a really great word to, um, to describe this movie. I, I think it is passable. I think a lot of the criticisms. The big one, them being 12, but the other things, people are just comparing it to the original movie, which they've been doing that to all types of franchises over the years. Oh, Force Awakens is just like a new hope, you know, things like that. I was trying to check out uh, <laughs> the uh, the height and weight of uh, modern Jane Smith. Wow. Maybe it wouldn't work. 5'7 <laughs> uh, is what Google says, Jane Smith. So... Yeah, maybe he never became. Like, I don't know if that is that Hillary Swank height. I don't I, know if it oh, is. I, I feel like she's taller. She's she's always looked tall to me. Uh, she's five six. So oh wow, yeah. Um, okay. No, I mean the, the point I was trying to make was like you know Jane Smith might age a little bit like in the sequels into more of what you expect the uh, the rebooted Daniel LaRusso to look like because it would be in his teen years. Uh, and when there's money to be made, it's kind of funny that Sony didn't go back into it but i guess that's respectful in this in this day and age where everything gets multiple sequels and reboots that they just did a one-off and that was it and uh then they end up doing some show that i've heard about i've heard there's a podcast about it and you know the the series has continued on in some other fashion and maybe one day you'll get to talk about that peter you talking about this version of the credit kid (laughs) oh so you're saying right now that uh if there's ever like a Netflix series based on, like, yeah, this version, this of the Karate Kid, uh, you would not be uh, into it. No, I would not. Um, the the biggest factor is, uh, first off, I, I'm not a, I don't really care for the Dre Parker character. Uh, I do like Mr. Han, but the other thing is like this uh, is not canon with the other Karate Kid movies, so uh, there'd be no reason for me to continue on. Yeah, it's apparently they tried to, uh, it says they announced the sequel in June 2014. Uh, then 2017, it like they changed directors. Uh, in October of 2017, Jackie Chan said that the initial script for the film was not working very well, but that a newer one was being worked on that was much better. But I'd say at this point, that's that's probably over. I think it would be a little strange now. Even though at 5'7", uh, maybe <laughs> Jaden Smith could still play very young and <laughs> small i don't i don't know that's me being mean though well i mean his dad 
you know, Will Smith at age 24 plays a 17 year old. I don't see why he couldn't do this here. That's also that's that's Will Smith, sir. That that is Will Smith. Weird. That's a, a huge <laughs> difference between the two for sure. Uh, I just want to point out that in our original recording, I think we were far meaner to little Jaden Smith, and uh, we've attempted being our best behavior. But I feel like the longer the episode goes on, uh, we're gonna we're gonna get increasingly mean, uh, which I'm not trying to do because I, I think this movie it's okay. I, I think I think it's fine uh, as far as a remake goes. I don't mind the location change. I actually like the location change here better than I do in a sequel for our repeat uh, segment that's going to come up later this month. I think it feels more natural uh, to do it this way because I think with a remake, it's good to get some distance from the source material uh, so that it's not uh, being directly compared because, as you said, the story structure is so similar that giving it a different dynamic, a different locale uh, is all right with me. I would say it's a big disservice to the bullies here, though. Because I, I, you're missing the uh, the love triangle aspect of right. it because they're so young. I, I don't know if you want seem, that. <laughs> I don't really want that, but I also don't want these uh, Chinese students just to come across as just incredibly racist, and that's their like driving motivation to pick on this kid. And right. that's kind of all you're left with. That's 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 really it. You're right. You know, and we talked about it, uh, or you talked about it at length, really, about the Johnny character and all that in the previous episode. Um, but you know this movie, it, it does. It looks good. It's shot well. It's acted well. Um, the performances are great. The fight scenes are, you know, what you'd expect uh, in in a martial arts film with with Jackie Chan in it. And also, um, I didn't know this. Uh, well, maybe, maybe I did and kind of forgot. But uh, James Horner scored this movie too. So they they were really trying to do their due diligence in making this a good movie. And, um, you know, 359 million box office, that's pretty good. That's a success. I like the uh, snake sequence myself. That's uh, a <laughs> yeah, kind of little, I, I was, little shout out to I Cobra. Was, <laughs> I was hoping that uh, we'd have a sequence where the Cobra uh, got to whip little Jaden Smith's ass. Just <laughs> oh, like no. He tried to, You're tried right. To do the same we should thing. probably end this before you say more mean things about them. All the, right. The, <laughs> all right. So the, the next time around, we've already shouted her out uh, in my. Uh, sort of a film criticism uh, combine where I'm getting height and weight uh, of our lead characters. But uh, Hilary Swank is going to be in our reboot section, which is new to our show. We've kind of done some reboots, I guess, uh, as our as our remake uh, section of the podcast. But this is, uh, I would say this is like an official reboot, right? Yeah, I would say so. They were trying to um, start something different, you know, uh, and using beloved character in Mr. Miyagi and obviously a, a new uh, character that of uh, Julie, Julie Pierce. So the next episode you can look forward to, I guess I should put that in air quotes because Peter will fill me in within the first 30 seconds on how much the fandom hates this. Uh, I assume they do. I assume, I don't know, but this will be a first time watch for me. This was uh, the next karate kid came out, I believe in 94. So I was, uh, I was, you know, getting to my Pulp Fiction watching days there. So I no longer had any need for the karate kid. Uh, so yeah, I don't know what I'm going to get into, but I like Hillary Swank. So, uh, I hope I have a good time with it. And I hope, uh, Peter's not too mean to this two time Academy Award winning actress when she was starting her career out in the karate uh, kid franchise. I don't think anybody can be as mean as, um, you have been to Mr. Uh, Jaden Smith here in this episode. <laughs> I just want a fight sequence with a snake. It'll just look cool. That's all. <laughs> you, yeah. you said whip his ass. Is, is what you <laughs> okay. said. Okay. <laughs> yes. All right. We'll check the tape. Yeah. Uh, where can you find uh, more of uh, 
you know, this these, uh, I guess, child uh, defending comments, and then I'll tell them where they can find the child hating comments that I'll provide. Uh, where can't you find me? Uh, I seem to be popping up everywhere. Uh, but yeah, it's you know, nostalgic. That's kind of true. I mean, I, I'm going to be a guest on like three different Cobra Kai slash Credit Kid podcasts coming up here. You know. Some people reached out and asked me to come on. But anyway, Podstalgic. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram on that. If you want to check out some of the uh, older movie reviews. Uh, recently, we've done some anniversaries like Back to the Future, Turn 35, Ghost, Turn 30. Uh, those are just a couple of movies that we've done recently. But Cobra Kai Companion, you know, if you like not this particular universe, because this is, you know, Mr. Han and Dre. But if you like the Miyagi and... You know, Daniel LaRusso saga and all that stuff. I do Cobra Kai Companion, Companion spelled with a K. Check us out over there. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and uh, Letterboxd for some smart-ass movie reviews and keep up with what I'm watching with my uh, diary that I try to keep up to date every couple weeks on there, uh, including these uh, Karate Kid movies that I think Peter had me watch uh, all in the course of one weekend. It was a lot of Karate Kid. Not as much as you uh doing uh you know your guest appearances on multiple shows but uh you can find all that for me uh on social media at projecting film pretty much any any platform uh and you can check out that podcast which i don't think we've ever done anything karate kid related so that's probably uh, of no help but uh yeah (laughs) projecting film there you go all right and don't forget uh instagram and twitter at original remake and thanks everyone for listening see i